Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com and today I'm super excited to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Zan Perion, who is, uh, has been a mentor in my life for many years, over 10 years now. And uh, Zan is uh, an author of a book called The Alabaster Girl that is uh, an amazing book that he's going to share with you guys. He's been very much involved in the seduction community. In fact, I sought him out when I was 18 years old, and I went to one of his first seminars that he had here in Vancouver when he was just get, getting onto the scene. And, and you know, it was all about, for, for men, how to, how to attract women, how to uh, become the type of man that is attractive to women, and how to have an amazing relationship. And Zan has a very unique philosophy that's different than a lot of the seduction community. Um, it's based on honesty. It's based on authenticity. And uh, I'm excited for you to be here just to share a little bit with them. Well, it's been a long time, Stefan, and uh, we go way back. Yeah. And uh, I used to be wandering around the streets of Vancouver back in the day, and I haven't. I come back occasionally to visit, but I'm not uh, resident really anymore mm-hmm. in Vancouver. So it's interesting to come back. It's great to connect with you again. It's been yeah. we've figured it's been what ten years? Over ten years now. Ten yeah. years. I was eighteen years old. Eighteen. And you know, Zen. You know, you might have heard of him if you read the book The Game. There's a whole chapter of the book. That Neil Strauss yeah. wrote and dedicated to Zan, and yeah. Zan was, um, you know, you, you were, you're, you're, you've been known online for many years, yeah. uh, you know, amongst yeah. the, the message boards and the, the community online, and then you decided to start speaking and sharing your message, yeah. and now you're living in Romania, and yeah, I've traveled uh, since those days, since those days in Vancouver, I've basically was in a carry-on bag, and I wandered the earth, yeah. and I lived in different countries and cities, you know, for two or three months at a time, and I. Wound up in Romania, and I kind of stayed there for, you know, mm-hmm. for the last few years. I've been in Romania, based even though I constantly travel. Yeah, I'm kind of based in Romania these days. So, yeah, yeah. it's been quite a journey. So, Zan, I'd love just for you to share with people. You know, how did you get into this? You know, oh. you know, a lot of people, um, you know, you're you're kind of perceived as a natural when it comes to you know meeting women and seduction and dating and relationships. How did you get into um, this journey that you've been on of, of loving beauty and life and, and relationships? Well, it's interesting. You know, I met you when you were 18. And when I was 18, I mean, my story is out there. People can see it on the Internet. I won't go into depth. But I was raised in the north of British Columbia, yeah. away from electricity running water till I was 18. And I left home when I was 13 years old and moved further out into the wilderness. So my formal education ended at 13 years old. And so when I became 18, 19 years old, I didn't, I'd never gone to college. So I never had the normal social education of the dynamic of girls and boys and, you know, that. And so I came out of there into the cities of the world at 19, wide-eyed and nervous and you know embarrassed because I was a poor uneducated kid mm. and um, and felt I had no value and I and I was very insecure massively insecure mm. to the point of embarrassing stories I have many embarrassing <laughs> stories from my early 20s and um, it, but the one thing I knew is I loved girls I've always been in love with the concept of, of feminine energy I love women I love women my whole life that's all I so I dedicated my whole life to try and understand 
um, the my relationship to women and why women were rejecting me. I wanted to know this and I wanted to figure it out. So I spent my, like, I'm, I'm 50 now. I spent my 20s in confusion just before the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and and no, no dating programs or any of that kind of stuff. No books on the subject. Yeah. And I spent my 20s going to the bar by myself for years and years and years and trying to make things happen, trying to be cool, mm-hmm. trying to be interesting. And I said, I'm going to figure this out no matter what. And I, I said, I'm going to become this great seducer guy. And I spent my 20s trying to understand what women respond to, watching the scene dynamic, and I did nothing else. And then my 30s came along, and that's because I'd done my 10,000 hours in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And my 30s came along, and, and I started to get, wait a minute, maybe it's this, and maybe it's more simple than that. And maybe mm-hmm. So in my 30s, um, until I was about 30 to 40, in that, was I was going, wait a minute, there's a... There's a, there's a better way and a, and, a, and a cleaner way. And I was interested in the guys of, from history who women adore. Mm. There's just something about those guys that they can get away. They're, they're not the best looking. They're, yeah. not, they're not the tallest. They don't have any money. But for some reason, they always have women around them. Why is that? Yeah. We all know that from, yeah. from you know, guys coming from the college days. They knew a guy just like that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to understand what is that spirit of that man? And it isn't you know, confidence, whatever. So... I set out to find out and to write about and to capture and to encapsulate the difference between that man and 98% of the men out there mm. and why women respond to them. So, so my 20s was confusion. My 30s was uh, figuring it out, mm-hmm. getting it. And around, around when I was turning 40, the seduction community came along. Right. So that's why Neil Strauss wrote about me you know, in four years on the forums. Zan only gave advice. He never, right. he never asked for it. Yeah. Because I had already done my, my, my fight in the trenches with the mustard gas going over my head, and I, and I had figured out some things. So, my, so from 40 to 50 then, I took that, what I'd learned up to 40, and captured it into the book, The, the Alabaster Girl. Mm. I took everything I'd ever known about the hearts and minds of women and men, mm. and, and, I, and there, like I said, I wasn't influenced by programs or DVDs or, or prior Anything. I had no coach myself. Right? The hard way. The hard way. Trial and error, yeah. So anything that's in my book, The Alabaster Girl, that took me 10 years to write, birthday to birthday, from 40 to 50, 10 years to write. Yeah. Anything that's in there came out of this, from the earth, came out of like mm-hmm. what I, I guessed and maybe this and maybe that. So it, essentially my life work, uh, even though I'm writing a second book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Um, but that's my journey. Is that a sequel, by the way, to the, to the first yeah, one? Yeah, but it's... It? Um, yeah, it's 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 an energetic sequel. By that I mean it's a spiritual successor. Right. You know, like I'm done. Believe it or not, I'm kind of done with the conversation of men, women. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm going to business coaching. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mean that. Mm-hmm. What I mean is, I want to understand the greater, the greater mystery. What is it? What is it? What's the relevance of our lives, and why is a man right. standing on this earth? You know, yes. it's yes. stuff yes. you're you're, you're that, touching yeah. on in your work. Yeah. So the smaller questions, eh, that's yeah. been done to death. YouTube mm-hmm. videos, everything that we used to you know, sell back in the day yeah. is out there for free everywhere. Right. Everybody's got a program, everybody's got a website, and everybody's a dating coach. And so the furtherance of that is to really just say, what is the, the heart of adventure? What makes us relevant, yeah. you know, the relevance of life? That's yeah. what I'm, my next journey, my next 50 years is all about that. Yeah. And by the way, I want to mention that the book that Zan wrote, 10 years took to wrote it, um, he's giving it away for free. You can get a free copy of it. You just have to pay the shipping, and that's at alabastergirl.com. Alabastergirl.com. Yeah, 
We'll we'll link below to check it yeah. out. But um, welcome to last. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you? I'll think? send it from Romania. You, you'll get it if you buy the book. You'll get a physical copy. And if I'm able, if I'm around, I sign it. You get a book that's, awesome. that's signed. Um, you know, while we can, and uh, uh, and we'll send it to you anywhere in the world for just shipping only. That's awesome. Yeah, great. So, what do you, you know? What have you found to be the the common philosophy, traits, characteristics of the men uh, that are successful yeah. with relating to the opposite sex? And you know, they're, they're not the normal traits that we would think, because we, we we see guys that have a yacht and 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 women around them in bikinis. You think I want to be like that, but there's and, and there's a draw of power that that certain women are drawn to, but there's a there's a there's a type of woman which is the which has a which is a spiritual energy is not drawn to that they're drawn to artists and 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 men of compelling vision men who are who are trying to stand on this earth and say something different they cast aside all the norms and structures of societies that I want something different I want to understand my my path my trajectory and so which is interesting to me and um, so the qualities of men like you look at I, I studied like the, the men like Casanova and and all these greats from history who just had a twinkle in their eye, you know? And women just said, you know, he's a scoundrel. Yeah. But there's something about it. I can't stop thinking about him. I don't like him, but I can't stop thinking about right. him, you know? What is that spirit of mischief yeah. and that masculine danger that that man has that's covered with a beautiful energy of respect, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I go into it in, into depth in my book and all my talks and my programs and stuff like that, which is the energy of a man who has women in his life and some of the qualities, as you asked, one of, the, one of the, the greatest qualities that these men have is generosity. Mm. They're generous of their time and their spirit. When they talk to you, mm-hmm. you're the only one in the world. Yes. And then they turn to the next one. They yeah. turn to the next They're one. They're present. They're present. They, 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 they reach out and they, they have an, an inviting spirit as opposed to a mm. checking out spirit. They have an inviting spirit. They invite men, women to come into my energy and, and who are you? And tell me something about you. And, and come, come talk to me and my friend Stefan because mm-hmm. this is the best thing I can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. So they have an inviting spirit, a generosity, and, um, and a massive curiosity. Mm. Curiosity is, if a man has curiosity, he's curious, curious about life, he's curious mm-hmm. if he sees a pretty girl over there and he's nervous and he doesn't know what to say, instead of beating himself up and going home, you, you idiot, you suck, you, you, you know, you need to learn something. Instead of that, he, he's curious about that. Why does that girl, and not that one, mm. provoke this kind of like, you know, sweaty palms and red face and don't know what to say? I'm curious about my own journey. Curious about why. Why does that, that girl invoke that in me? And then you want to explore and find out why. And, 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 you, and that's what you say to her. I don't know why, but something in you makes me, what is it about you? And there's a curiosity in all that, curiosity about your journey instead of uh, looking in the mirror and beating yourself up. Mm. I suck. I, I blew it again last night. I should have I done this and I said that. You know? Is that what you see as the biggest things holding men back is their mindset, the beliefs they have, or just not feeling that they're worthy? Or What do you see that holds men back? Well, for sure, Stefan, their mindset. You know, but... Guys are waiting to, until they have things in place before they go and show up in the world. In other words, until they get confidence or they tell, they've read enough books. They buy the next book or yeah. take this program or this weekend event and so that they can come away and say, okay, now I, now I have – or they take Toastmasters or whatever. So now I can speak and now I can represent myself. I can, I can be myself and talk to the girl. And that day never arrives because they're always internally thinking, oh, yeah, but I still suck. 
And and so so rather than trying to like the magnificent thing is you don't have to get everything in place before you show up in the world. Woody Allen said, eighty percent of success is just showing up. And so if guys would go out into their own city and say, you know what, I've been living in my basement suite and I, you know, and I would like a girlfriend, I'm going to go out and I'm going to talk to 25 different girls tonight. I'm just going to say hi. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say after that. Hi, I'm, I'm Stefan. Mm-hmm. If they did that 25 different times, they would be shocked at what would come back their way. Some girls might turn their back on them. Uh, leave us alone. We're trying to, you know, you, yeah. you were going to run into bad energies. Yeah. But if you just if you put out that 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 kind of like, some girls gonna say to you hey Stefan nice to meet you yeah. do you live here yeah you see yeah. but everybody thinks I have to be confident have all this right. a, a joke and a story and a routine figured out first before I can go do that yeah so uh, it's it's much more simple than we think yeah I, I remember when I was doing boot camps and taking guys out coaching yeah them, and you know people you know guys they make in their head it's gonna be a lot worse. They, they create these images or, yeah. or, or things that happen that don't really happen. Like no. oftentimes you just go up and say hi and they actually respond. You know, it's very rare to come across someone yeah. that is going to be rude to you or negative. In fact, if it, if they are, it's oftentimes nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's just maybe them having a bad day or, or the state of mind that they're in in that moment. But um, I think yeah. it's just, you know, getting out of your head. And as you said, doing it, you're going to learn a lot more by doing it than you will from sitting on the computer reading books about it or, or you know, yeah. message boards or whatever it is too. But I'll say this, Stefan, like we think we've got, we, you know, if, if you grilled somebody and said, you know, what is it? Well, I've got this fear of approaching, which is a fear of failure. Cause I, I've been, felt like a failure my whole life been rejected, you know, you know, in my past, et cetera. But I think a stronger thing for this generation of men is not the fear of failure, it's the fear of success. Mm. Because what if they do get their energy up and go yes. talk to the girl at Starbucks and she likes me? Right. Now I have to be dynamic and interesting and mm. you know, maybe dress a little better and I can't play World of Warcraft all weekend. Right? <laughs> right? Yep. So, every, so there's a, a, a broad spectrum of men out there who say, I want a girlfriend, I want to have... But they don't really. Mm. Yep. You see? Yep. Because... They'll have to shift their lifestyle and their comfort zone yeah. and, their, and their relaxed state of mind of staying into their, into their space because now they'll have to reach out to another and, and you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think that's a, I kind of think that's almost a bigger thing, the fear yeah. of success. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the fear of un- unknown or yeah. it's just outside their comfort zone. So people are terrified of that. But not just, it, not just that. It's something, it's something a little deeper than that, which is... They kind of don't want to lose that, that, even though they say they do, and they feel they do, mm-hmm. but something in them still wants to keep that comfort of, like, I'm miserable, mm-hmm. I watch a lot of porn, right. my life sucks. See? There's some, yeah. I, I don't know how hard it is. Yeah. You know with your work, yeah. You, yeah. there's something it, in that. It's people you know, have an addiction to their problems because they get either there you sympathy go. or connecting with themselves. Um, yeah, and there you go. Yeah, you know they're 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 afraid of their own potential, I guess, or their own greatness. Yeah, and it holds them back. something like that. Yeah, oh. you know, and I, I know for myself and for yourself too. I, I found for me what drove me was um, it was just so much desperation. I think for me it was the, the pain was so immense of being alone, yeah. and shy, and introverted, and, and afraid 
that I was really, it got to the point where the pain of the rejection that I, you know, potentially faced by yeah. approaching a girl, that was so minimal compared to the pain. Right. And I think it's when you get to that point, you make that decision that, and those are the people that you work with and that, you know, don't just show up for a, a speech or yeah. whatever, but they actually decide to master this, to go deep and not just dabble with it. Those are the people that I find actually break through because, you know, you know, we've yeah. seen the people that, they kind of get into this for a week or two weeks, but then they disappear. And I think you got to yeah. really want to make that change in yourself and your life. And that's the that's the people the, the only people I want to work with is the ones that say, you know what, I've had enough. I want this no matter what the cost. I want to like I want to fight for my energy. They don't have to take my programs, but that energy of that guy, because you know, there's guys with money who say, listen, I'll I'll I'll, I'll pay for this program and I'll kick the tires. Yeah, but I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want the I don't want the guy's money. I want his, I want his I want him. Yeah. I want him to join us in this great conversation we're having. You know, yeah. and uh, that's how I feel. But I think I'm we're involved in something that's really cool. I'm a part of a group of of of, of men that I'm really proud to to call my brothers. And I, and and do you want to come too? Because it's cool. Yeah. And it's and we're saying some great things. And we're learning some great things. And we're having a great uh, energetic interaction with women and with the world. It's powerful. How about relationships? You know, why, you know, many relationships fail. Divorce rates are, are, I don't know, 50%, something ridiculous. Why do a lot of relationships fail in today's society? Well, you know, I'm not a sociologist or anything, but um, there's, this is a, this is a broken age, man. Yeah. It really is. And uh, it's a very secular age in that, secular when it comes to relationships as opposed to spiritual when it comes to relationship, which is, which is a, a man and a woman with the polarity thereof looking at each other and say, I, I adore you, and there's something in you that makes me inspired to conquer the world. Instead, we, our relationships are this tentative, uh, where are we going to be in five years? What do I mean to you? What does it mean to you? And we're, 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 we have a cautious, um, simmering kind of like suspicion underneath it all. And... Um, uh, I mean, I wrote a whole chapter in my book about it, and it's such a deep subject uh, that, how can I say something really concise here? Um, I just think that, you know what, I think it's because, I'm going back to my themes, man, which is this, I think that we've lost, if, 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 let me try and say it carefully and cleanly. If somebody asked me, what is your book about? In one word, in the elevator, what's your book about? I wrote a book in my mind, I wrote a book about beauty and how we're missing it. How we're missing it in our masculine energy, mm. our sexual desire as men, which is a beautiful thing, which is, you know, our, our beauty of relationships, beauty of, of the way we look at each other, beauty in the way, in the way we want it to, to conquer the world and climb mountains and create businesses. It's all this antagonistic energy in the world's blanketing, blanketing the world. And, um, and the a reclamation to beauty which is aesthetics, which used to be, the, you know, the philosophy used to be talking about aesthetics. And that's tossed out with the modern avant-garde, which is art now is a cow cut in half. And it's a shock. And everything's a shock. And everything is like this shock. And we miss the aesthetics of the golden ratio and the rectangle and this kind of stuff. And <laughs> I could talk about this for weeks. But it's like we're missing compassion and beauty to each other as others. And we feel that when we go to a, a club or something, we talk to girls, it's like this antagonistic 
you, you're not cool enough to talk to us. Yeah, and so it's like there's a reclamation of that, and, and I tried to capture that in my book. What is the heart of man that he stands on the surf without apology? He's not a nice guy. Oh, you know, following girls around looking for favors. Not that at all. He has. He might be nervous and he might be lonely, but he's. But he stands on the surf and says, you know, at least I know who I am, yeah. and at least I show up. So um, it's a powerful, uh, like, the relationships, man. I think men need to go on their, uh, they need to go on their vision quest, you know. They need to go on their 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, and, and our generation doesn't have it. Yeah, and you know, one thing I love about your approach is the foundation of it, the philosophy of it is based on honesty and yeah. being authentic. It's not based on a pickup line or no. a technique or a gimmick or routine that oftentimes a lot of men look for just to cover up who they are you know they're not right. fully being authentic and just having the ability just to go up to someone and introduce yourself or compliment them and can you maybe comment on that on yeah. how especially with the seduction community they've you know there's your approach is so much different than what's already out there yeah and like if guys will look at my work and they and they think uh okay uh well if i if i if I'm authentic and I compliment a girl because that's what I'm feeling, uh, then I come across as needy, which is true. Because it comes from a place, like a man's compliment in general, comes from a place of, if I say something nice to this girl, maybe she will give me favors in return. In other words, so I'll buy her a drink or I'll say, hey, you have beautiful eyes, hoping that she will return something back, I receive something back. So our compliments have nothing to do with her at all. They're all about us. Yeah. And what can I get? How can I, how can I receive something? But a true lover of women, a man who stands on this earth, he will compliment or say something because that's who he is. He's not looking for what the response is. That's not his responsibility. It's not his job for the girl to respond to him. So he'll say, listen, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you two girls, but you look beautiful and you look beautiful and I just want to say that because that's who I am. I'm, an, I'm a man... I like nice things, and you look like nice things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it lands. With a, with a man like that, the ball is always in her court. He hits the ball there, and it sits. Mm-hmm. She can hit it back. Yep. She can walk off the court. She can do whatever she wants with it. But he showed up and did his job as a man. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not asking for anything, but I'm, if I compliment you, you look great, you look great, your friend is great too. And I just want to say that. He leaves it out there. Mm-hmm. That's... There's no neediness in that. Yeah. He can say to a woman, you know what? You're the most beautiful girl I've seen in, in months. And it lands because it's not, uh, you're the most beautiful girl I've seen in months. Uh, can I buy you flowers? And can I, yeah. right? Yeah. It lands. Yeah. And he means it. Yeah. And she can feel the difference of the energy. And even though it's a high compliment, and on paper it would look like, what a needy guy, right? Mm-hmm. But to her it lands because it hits her here. It comes from a, from a vibrational place yeah. and hits her in a vibrational place, yeah. which we don't have. It's coming from the place of you're genuinely saying it. It's not a line. You're, you're expressing it genuinely. And you're not doing it to, to get a reaction or to... A lot of guys, I think, they have an emptiness and they look yeah. to, to fulfill that void by getting the validation from a woman or success or whatever it is. But it's essentially when you're coming from that place of abundance, right. it, we're almost like you're filled up and you're, you're giving and not trying let to let take me, back. Let me make a clarification here. Because this is really important. There's a great difference between neediness and desire. Mm-hmm. Desire is beautiful. You know, and it's not needy. So it's express a desire. So in other words, 
we say be unattached to the outcome and 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 um, and just don't care. But if a guy's lonely and horny, right, and doesn't have a girlfriend and, and doesn't want to be alone, he wants companion, he wants someone to cuddle with and go to the movie with. Yep. It's it's a it's almost a disservice to say to him, yes. be it unattached to the outcome because he can't. He's like right. he right. Yeah, that's not true. It's not exactly. Right. Yeah. So so, but there's a difference between a great desire, which is a great energy, and neediness, which is petulant and and dragging around and can I hold your purse for you? Know, can I pick yeah. you up at the airport and do all these things for you? Hopefully you notice me and, and see. Instead, there's a, a great thing in saying, you know what? I I'm nervous to come talk to you, but I, there's something about the way you move in that dress that I had to say hi. I'm, I'm Stefan. Yeah. There's a desire in there, you see? Mm-hmm. But there's not a neediness. And desire is beautiful. And, it's, and it's, it, it's not a bad thing to have an agenda. It's a bad thing to have a hidden agenda. Yeah. Right? Agenda is good. Say, I'm speaking. Yeah, I would like to date you. I want to see you again. I want you to be my... You know what? I'm only in Vancouver for five days. I want you to be my girl for five days. How does that sound? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good energy. That's, a good, yeah. that's not needy at all. Right. Even though it's expressing high... And I, th- I think also the approach, I, I've heard you say this before, it's almost like, hey, I'm having a great time. I want you to come with me. Invitation you know? spirit. You're, come with me. You know? we'll, we'll have fun. It'll be an adventure. It'll be a journey. And if, if not, you know, you'll be sad. But, you know, you know that's... Because I'll lose. Like, um, yeah. I, I, that girl was great. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you're going to feel like, oh, that's, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. Mm-hmm. But nothing shifts. You know what? But you can honestly look at yourself in, in the mirror and say, at least I did my job. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. That girl I saw yesterday, man, I would have liked to see her again. That's, that's a beautiful energy. Mm-hmm. That's not neediness. Mm-hmm. But you can look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, at least I, at least, at least I expressed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't try and be nice. Or offer things, or try and you know, I I didn't try and ask her to hang around or anything. Like I expressed what I want, and she wants something different. Mm-hmm. Or the or the or more or a lot of times too, the circumstances or the or the uh, logistics didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving town. She's got to rush off. You know, yep. that happens a lot. And but there's no regret in any of it. Yeah. There's like ah, that, there's no there's no regret because you did it. You did everything you could to say to express something strong. She felt that energy. She'll not forget it. Yeah. And she'll never think, oh, what a needy guy. He's going to buy me a bunch of dinners and stuff. She'll never feel that from you. Uh-huh. You know, even if you're like nervous, and, and, but at least you're showing up and saying it. Mm. Wow, it's so deep. Yeah. You have a, a, a very, you know, I love your approach to life because it's very much a carp DM, seize the moment. And, you know, you've been traveling around for the last 10 years, yep. speaking at all over the world, different events. You know, what's your, what's your approach to, to life? What's your philosophy on living? Um, using delight. Using delight. You know, like, I want to, like, I want to have good experiences. I want to share experiences with people who are, who are on the same wavelength and the same trying, uh, understanding path or, or treasure hunters in the same way that I am. And so um, I don't work too hard, and I want to I'll, – I'll say it kind of like this, and I don't know if guys will resonate with this or not, but, you know, like I came from the forest, like in the north, like I told you. And when I came out, I was so lost and so insecure and so poor and, like, thinking, who would want me? And I travel, and I've been traveling for all these years, and still to this day – if I'm in Bucharest or I'm in Panama or I'm in uh, Mexico or, or two weeks ago I was in the Caribbean, right, in, in, in Miami, and I look out to the sea and all I can think the whole time is, how is this possible? 
that this poor kid with no education, no possibilities, no money, and I'm sitting here, you know, in St. Kitts. How is that? How is that possible? I don't, and I don't take it for granted. I have a real, real um, sense in me of gratitude, uh, and, and, I, and, and I stand back when I watch myself, and think, huh, "How is that possible?" And so that gives me a kind of a life philosophy of I don't take anything for granted. Um, I, I, I try and do everything in my life that is the best thing I could possibly imagine doing, like. Coming sitting here with you and having this conversation over the skyline of Vancouver, to me, that is the greatest thing I can be doing right now. And I think I feel good in that energy because I'm not doing something I have to do. Yep. I'm not uh, wasting my time away, like sitting around, like looking out the window, wondering. At least I'm trying, you know, like I'm trying to, you know, so I have a sense of gratitude around the journey itself. And, and I don't have answers. Like if you read my book, read my book you'll see that it starts out with like very pat answers, but it, as it moves through the book, it becomes this mystery. The man who, who I wrote about in this book, because um, it's actually a kind of, a, it's not really a novel, but <laughs> anyway, you have to see it. It's like Inception, it's got three layers in it. Um, but basically, he's, he's strong in what he knows. He's being interviewed. And he says to the interviewer, I'll tell you this, and I'll tell you this, and I'll tell you this. And as the interview and as the, the, the conversation expands, becomes less and less sure because he's thinking more and more of the mystery of what he doesn't know. And he knows a lot. He knows, he knows a lot about the hearts and minds of women. Mm-hmm. I, and I wrote the book to women, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a book about women written to women. Mm-hmm. How presumptuous is that? Yeah. So it's more like the more you try and stop trying to figure out answers here mm-hmm. and keep seeking the greater mystery, which is my life philosophy, then you move toward that and you think, you know, what else, what else what's on that shore? What's over that mountain? And so I think that is what makes a life have a drive and have, a, have an energy f- going forward like this, which others can feel and want to be caught up in. Mm-hmm. You see? Mm-hmm. It's not because you have answers or you're this confident guy and you know where you're going. Yep. It's because you are going. And you, and you, know where, you don't know how you're going to go or where you're going to go. You don't have the money. You go, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do this. I'm going to fight for this. And that energy catches up the others and yourself. And um, and has its own its own momentum in some way, you know. And that's not in a nutshell, but that's kind of my life philosophy: is like um, to really go, in, you know, to go into the wind, to to you know bind yourself to the mast and go into the storm. Mm-hmm. We'd never do that. We're so safe in North America, you know. Yeah. We never. Yeah. Even people that go and oh, I'm going to go backpacking across Europe and do this this this. There's an ATM around the corner and a Starbucks over there, you know, and, and they're never really far away. You know, like, you think about it, our ancestors, 300 years ago, they went to sea mm-hmm. in a wooden ship. And there's no such thing as medical insurance and ATM and they can call mom if I, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't have that. Yeah. We have, like, all this, and, and, and they did it anyway. We're missing that in our hearts, that, that spirit of like going into the wilderness and speaking our name, you know? Yeah. You know, one thing that really resonated with me, I remember hearing it from you maybe like 10 years ago. You're, you're giving a speech here in Vancouver and you're, you're sharing this play. Um, this oh, yeah. play where this person, I guess, would every year on their birthday record, um, you know, their goals for that year or just kind of talk about it. And there's a, you know, 
going the person I guess was 80 years old yeah. going back you maybe want to sh- you remember, remember that? that yeah yeah it's a it's um it's it's a play that was written in 1952 I think by Samuel Beckett who wrote you know the, the well-known play uh, waiting for Godot and it's called crap's last tape and it's like it's it affected me because it's I'll say it quickly synopsis is that there's a, a stage and a single light bulb hanging down over a table and an old man walking around in a bathrobe and he's wandering out and he's muttering to himself he's 80 years old and he's scratching himself and he's like miserable and and it's his birthday and he comes and he sits down at this table and there's a light bulb hanging over top of him and he's sitting there and on the table is a tape recorder a tape recorder and a box of old tapes so the habit of this man he's 80 now or whatever was every year on his birthday he would record a fresh tape of his thoughts of his year and and then he recorded all these birthday tapes. So he, and, and here he is, he's sitting down, and he's going to listen to his tapes. This is his birthday again, he's going to record the next one. And he puts the first tape on, and here's his voice when he was 19. Puts his play. And here's his, his voice on his birthday saying, Oh, I met this girl, and I've got, I'm so excited, I hope she likes me, and, and i got this possibility of this job. And, I was, and he's listening to his voice, and he's going, What an idiot I was. How naive. And none of, you, know, you, were so, you didn't know anything. And he... And he fast-forwards a bit and he listens and turns it off and he shakes his head and he throws the tape and he grabs another one. And now he's 29 years old. I'm paraphrasing. Now he's 29 years old and he pushes play. And he hears his now more older voice who had just listened to earlier tapes of himself say, oh, and laughing at his earlier tapes. Oh, how stupid I was. And now I... And, and he hears himself laughing along with his, with his tape. And his 29-year-old voice is saying, you know, but now, yeah, I didn't know anything when I was 19, but now I got it, I got it figured out. I got this better job. And that didn't work out with those girls, but I think I got this sorted out and I'm, more, I'm wise now. And he's like, what? And he's listened to that and he can't barely hear that either. So he listens to these tapes, 39 and, you know, different ages and stuff like that. And he's, he's, he's am- not amused, but frustrated with all of it. None of it worked out. All his dreams, all his desires, all his naivete, all his things that, you know, was all for loss. And he's old and, and decrepit and, you know, and alone. And he's like, you know, frowning and scowling, listening to all his beautiful young self that, you know, and none of it worked out. And he gets into one place in the play or in the, in the uh, tape, in one of the tapes. And he's listening to the tape and he's scowling and he hears his voice say this. I'm paraphrasing. He hears his voice say this. And then we lay down in the bottom of the boat, her and I. And the sun was shining, and I lay with my hand on her breast, and all about us was still. And the boat rocked to and fro and back and forth and caught in the reeds. And I lay in the bottom of the boat with my hand on her breast. He listens to that, and he pushes stop. He rewinds it, he listens to it again. Pushes stop, he rewinds it, listens to it again. And the curtain of the play comes down. That's the end of the play. And that's a, it's a, it's a absolute, beautiful, accurate way of our normal life. We, f- we, we get married, we get uh, jobs, careers, buy a new car, get all excited because of this. We get 80, we get cancer, and what was it all for, you know? And regret. And, uh, and the only thing that I've been trying to say, my whole philosophy, our Zamorada philosophy is all about 
those moments in your life when you're laid in the bottom of a boat with a girl who loves you, who cares about you, with your hand on her breast. And those are the only things you remember when you're old. Those moments. So to maximize those moments to me is like the, yeah. only, the only thing that has any traction. It has any value whatsoever. Mm. So I'm, I'm waxing philosophical, but it's yeah. true. It is. You know, it's, your life is made up of moments, and it's just compiling those magic moments. At the end of your life, you know, it's not, you're not going to remember the house or the car or no. things of that nature. You're going to remember certain moments. Yeah. That's great. What is your what is your message for uh, you know in, in essence what is your message for men and what's your message for women today you know you, oh. you, you have both that come to see you speak yeah. you're familiar with their I guess their challenges and 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 what they're dealing with what, but what would you say in essence is the message that you have for them well you know like in this like in this age of uncertainty and like brokenness with a relationship and, and tentativeness that I talked about my like I think like I have, I have a real optimistic feel in my heart about, I think something's going to come full circle. I think it's gonna, there's going to be a renaissance. I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's, I can feel something. In all my talks, I travel all over the world and I talk to crowds in different ages and women's groups. I, I talk to only women's groups, only men's groups, mixed. And I think that there's a, a, a majority of people out there who are not dominating the airwaves not dominating the media, who are kind of tired of the, the whole antagonistic energy. And there's a... You know what? I just thought of this yesterday. We had the, you know, the, the industrial age and all this kind of stuff, and we're in what we call the information age. And the dating life and the relationship world kind of follows the, the pattern. You know? So uh, you know, there's a book written about that where the, the way we relate as men and women follows the economic age. So our information age, absolutely, the dating world is all information-driven. How can I download more books and, yeah. and, and read more and, and, and collate this information and programs? And, yeah. Right? So it's as... It, it, and everybody, everybody listen to this, has taken a program, read some kind of self-help book, yeah. uh, maybe taken a weekend intensive, um, done a dating course, uh, done online dating, uh, they've you know, and read about it. Almost every guy that, and, and, and girl that's listening to this has done has been seeped in coaching and programs, right? And so they have it all here. Yeah. And they have another book on the shelf yeah. that has the answer. And, well, I haven't read that one yet, but here's another one, and I'll put it on the shelf. It's not, it's not necessary to actually read the book because I have the answer right there, right? I, I bought the answer. It's bought and paid for. It's right there. So, so we have this information that we're gathering and what's going to change, I believe, is the information age is ending when it comes to relation, relating relationship. And now there's going to be an embodiment age, I guess you could say, which means how to take that, 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 all that knowledge you've collated for the last 10 years and make it shift down into, into your energy you put into the world and, and, and to embody it is into your heart and your spirit and not just up here. Intellectually, you guys know what to say. Yeah. Intellectually, you guys could do a seminar. Yeah. Intellectually, they could yeah. finish my thoughts, right? Yeah. But to get that, so they get it down here, they feel it, so they lower their center of gravity, they can feel it in their hips, they feel it in their, in their thrusting energy, which we've lost as men, right? And, they can, and women can feel it, and the rest of the world can feel it. There's something about this guy who's moving in a different, from a lower 
uh, vibrational energy. So yeah. that's where I think. So take heart, gentlemen and ladies. I think there's going to be a a renaissance away from this volume of information and into how can we experientially share and 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 come together. Mm. I don't know what it's going to look like. Or how. And do you find it? I mean, is one of the steps in that direction actually applying the information in some way and, yeah. and doing it to to internalize it maybe deeper and have it become a part of you? You know, Stefan, I've got guys that I that have been following my workshops and my programs or whatever for years, ten years, mm-hmm. twelve years, and intellectually, I said they, they can finish my sentences, but they've never been able to take it down so it lands here. They can feel the vibration. There's a rhythm to it, right? There's a rhythm to the way you move in this world, the way you show up, and the way women respond to you. Instead, intellectually, they, they, they repeat things that they, that yep. they heard me say, right. which doesn't land, and it's not, you know... It's and, not them. It's not yeah, them. and they're authentic in their, they're in their desire. They're sincere in what they're trying to do, but it doesn't... Because it doesn't come from... So... It's not it, the problem is guy, guys want that, but they don't know how to apply it. They don't know how to take that volume of information, and so what's going to shift is the way it's being described. I think, like I said, I'm not giving out any more information. Read my book. If you want information, yeah. look at YouTube videos. But if you want any kind of uh, instruction, I guess for me, it's going to be an embodied instruction of 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 the vibration. The last five percent you need to adjust because I watched the way you interact with the women, for instance. Mm-hmm. Not what you say, not what you do. But the way you, you, you show up and the way they lean away from you or the way they lean toward you, I, you know, that sub-communicated um, rhythm and, and flow back and forth. That's what is interesting to me now. Yeah. You know? well, it always has been interesting to me. So I think um, that's the shift that guys need. They have so much in their head, yeah. how to get it into the body so they take a deep breath and they can feel and it's and it's a, and it's a, something you feel. It's a it's an energy. I keep saying energy. I'm not woo woo yeah. or anything. But there's an actual vibrational field that you can thrust that people can feel as when you show up in the world. You know, when you show up, hello girls. I'm going to come say it all to you and you and you. And there's actually something that's pushed toward them. I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put words around it. Yeah. But you know what I mean? As opposed to intellectual, I'm going to say, I'm going to be funny, and what else can I say to you? And they nod their head, yeah, 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 yeah. Can, can I add you on Facebook? Sure, why not? There's no, yeah. But there's no, they're not thinking about you, and they're not, right? right? Yeah, no, I, I see that a lot. And, and I've, I've been there, too, where I was learning from people like you and others, and I was just really looking at what you were saying and just memorizing the words of that. And I was essentially a Zan clone or a mystery clone or you know whatever <laughs> whatever person's out there instead of being comfortable with myself and being my best self and accepting that. And I think it's not until men get to that point and women where they get comfortable with who they are and they accept themselves and maybe they can take elements from other, you know, and and embody your philosophy and and maybe even create their own philosophy that they are in power in their life. And it's going to, the message and whatever they say, doesn't matter because it's congruent with who they are. So I think that, you know, my message to men is take heart. There's something going to be rebirthed. I can feel it. There's something going to change. Certainly my conversations, my talking, my everything I'm doing is different. Not different in that it's changed, but it's, um, we're going deeper. We're going into, and not into the deep, well, let's, let's sit with our childhood and hug each other. I don't, I'm not a therapist, you know, I don't do that. I, like, there's, there's great uh, people out there for people who have trauma to deal with that. And I get that. And I understand that. And I respect that. But it isn't me. Like, 
what I want to understand is men who are saying, I've had things in life, I've done certain things, and I still don't have the fulfillment. I still don't know the relevance of why I'm standing on this earth. And I want to understand that. that and, and I want to go and find out. I want to seek what's over there, seek some magic and some treasure over there. I want to go and find out. I want to be in the company of those men so we can have this conversation together. So there's, there's people that need therapy and there's people that need counseling and, and need help. That's not me, you know? Yeah. And um, so, man, yeah. Great. And then how about women? You know, for women that are maybe uh, watching this, what's your message for them? Um, take heart, too. Um, like, you know, we, we, we've got guys out there saying, well, I'm a feminist. You know, like women have even, you know, like I don't say that kind of thing. I'm a guy, okay? And, um, but I believe in women. Like I said, I've dedicated my life to women. I believe in women more than women believe in themselves. I, and I'll say that. I've said that to women's groups around the world. And so I'm very much on the side of women. But women have their own work to do. And, there's, and if there's going to be a men's movement that has any kind of beauty in it, as opposed to this men's rights, take back the power from women and women, you know, which is that antagonist and the feminists that are stomping on, on anything that is, has any kind of smells like a male... And men are, uh, you know, one step away from being a rapist. And you walk near a playground and you're a pedophile. You know, that's, that's a sin. That is a sin perpetuated on men. And I'm a crusader against it. And I don't believe in any of it. And, and but we can't have this strong men's movement that has value and energy and flow and power if it isn't inspired by a women's parallel movement. You see? So there's strong women. I know there's strong women out there who are doing great things for women who are trying to reclaim the beauty of the feminine spirit. It's like there's men trying to reclaim the beauty of the, the masculine spirit, which are missing on both sides. And so I think, um, um, I think there's a good message or a, a, a heartening thing that's going to happen for men and for women. There's women that are saying, we want to reclaim the beauty and power and strength of the feminine mystique. You see? And it's, uh, it's, there's, there's some good voices out there and doing some good work. So um, what, I guess my only message to men and women is take heart because I'm encouraged and I'm excited. And I'm, I, like I said, I spent my 50 years trying to understand the polarity and the, and the dynamic of men and women. My next 50 years is about all this. How to live from cradle to grave that has some kind of like, wow. When you're 80, you look back and say, you know what? At least I did that. At least I had that. So yeah, that's great. So, uh, you know, you've got your future plan in terms of your book, your next book that's yeah, coming up. We're but do the book. you know, what else is on on the agenda for Zan? Um, well, I'm with my beautiful fiance in Romania, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I got a lot of travel plans, and I'll be speaking in a lot of different places. Um, really, the, the burning thing in my heart, honestly, is to get that second book. And, I, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blocked. I'm not, uh, like, like uh, mentally blocked. I think I'm afraid to start it. <laughs> you know, I, it's true. It's been three years since my last book was published, and I got 50,000 words of notes for the next one, and I know what I want to write about. I'm kind of afraid to start it, and I keep procrastinating and putting it away because I have to go into, I have to go there, you know? Like, yeah. I'm afraid to start it, and, yeah. and uh, so I hesitate. But I can't wait to start it at the same time. I think it's going to be... It's what, I want. it's what I want to discover for myself. It's not something I have these bunches of answers I'm going to dump it onto the page and hand it out. It's something I want to discover for myself and I want to capture that somehow. Uh, right, well, 
we'll be looking forward when that's when you know when that's available next. But uh, in the meantime, get the Alabaster Girl. You can go to alabastergirl.com. I'll put a link below this video. Uh, also available on Amazon and Kindle. Amazon Kindle, yeah. Yeah, uh, but you can get it for exactly. free. Just pay for the shipping, and Zan will, you know, sign it and, and send it to you as well. Yeah. Anything? Any last things you want to share? Any advice or, or a message or um, to leave people with? Not really. I think uh, you know, Stefan. I'm just happy to be here with you and get to connect with you again. I'm, I'm happy to connect with with your with your audience and the good work that you're doing. And um, uh, and I, and, and, it's, and it's it's cool that there's good things happening and there's you know, so. Um, I don't really have a message, I don't think. Um, uh, but trust the process. Stay connected to it because don't ever get discouraged. And, uh, and you know what? Like Advice I would give guys like, like quickly. I wish I had this advice when I was young. Instead of looking in the mirror every night, like I said earlier, and beating yourself up and saying, I suck, you can forgive yourself everything if you look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm a student of life. So use that phrase. I'm a student of life. No matter what I did today or said wrong or didn't work out, at least I'm a student of life, and I'm on a journey of discovering myself forever. So instead of you know, blaming ourselves, uh, making friends with ourselves, shaking hands with that guy in the mirror and saying, eh, are, you try- are you sincere? Are your, are your intentions sincere? It didn't work. The girl like, rejected you and whatever. But are your intentions sincere? And you, did your, you, you showed up as best you could. You're a good man, and you can honor yourself and look yourself in, in, in the mirror and say, at least I did that. So make friends with yourself. That's great. Well, I'm definitely a, a testament of your work. You've been a, a testimonial success story, if you will, because I came to you and discovered your work in a place where I was very shy. I was I very remember. insecure. And as a much different person than many of you guys know me as today, but you were a huge ro- role model for oh, me. I and I thank that. you for that. And uh, you made a big difference in my life. And so anyone that's watching this, I wanted to share Zan and his message with you and highly recommend you check out his book. Highly recommend that you check out other forms of content that he has. He has additional programs and everything too. But uh, just want you to know how much you mean to me and how much of a difference I appreciate you that, Stefan. Yeah. I met him like, like 12 years ago, we figured, yeah. right? Shy guy and hanging around, remember? Yep, yep. And, and, and I noticed that when I first saw him today after 10 years, sat down at the restaurant with you, and there's a, there's a, there's a light that's gone on in you, and there's a, there's a, there's a life force that's... And is that what I'm talking about? The inviting spirit. Something shifted in you. So this guy is a testament to what he's trying, what he's, what he's creating, what he's trying to create. So yeah, I see, I see it. I commented on it. Thank you. Right. Yep. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Well, thank you very much for your time today, and uh, enjoy your travels back to Romania. Yeah. And uh, thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level.